Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When you finally take off the rose-colored glasses, you're amazed to see that where you've been walking is not just a bunch of crazy carnival flags. It's just a bunch of red flags. That reality never existed. That person you were with was never there. The reality and the things that you went through weren't built on the same things that you thought they were. If you guys were around for this morning's YouTube, it was about gaslighting and about rewriting history. And a lot of times what comes out of that is the idea of having your reality shaped and twisted and distorted in all different aspects, not just in the past, in the present, in the future of everything that's going on. Well, normally when people are with a narcissist, they feel duped, right? They feel as they start to realize and they start to understand, it's like the rose-colored glasses come off and they start to realize of what they're seeing around them. They start to realize the red flags and the habits and the actions and the behaviors that frustrate them and that, that show them like, wait a second, like this person did this maliciously. This person did this and hurt being, this person did this and made me feel like it was okay. You see, narcissists are great at being able to put up a facade, be able to put up a mask, and be able to change your perception of what's actually going on and change your perception so that you actually deal and stick with the abuse even longer. Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things from grooming to baiting to isolating and how, and also an idea for help you like wake up and kind of see. Because otherwise, you get stuck walking through the world with rose-colored glasses ignoring the fact that you're walking through a field of red flags. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And do that in a couple different ways. You can check out TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn to be able to see some of our videos we put up every single day, just small nuggets of truth to help people gain that awareness. Maybe you're listening on Amazon Music, Apple, or Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Like, like, rate, review. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Help encourage the community here. With awareness, we're trying to spread the news about what narcissism actually is, how it looks, how it's demonstrated. When I meet with different people on a day-to-day -day basis, I'll meet with psychologists or, or clinicians or different people that have been and have learned some of this stuff. And what they normally say is like, hey, we've learned about this in school. We've learned what narcissistic personality disorder is, but it didn't, doesn't look like this. And I can't believe that I got duped. I can't believe that I fell for it when I actually knew what it was. If you're interested in reaching out and talking to me one-on-one -on -one sometime, just go to rawmotivations.com. Would love to interact with you. Would love to be a part of your healing journey to be able to help you just to provide clarity of what's going on or provide coaching to help you move through that trauma bond, through the addiction phase, and to work on new boundaries setting up so you don't go back and so you don't get with a toxic person. If you haven't had a chance by now, there's over 5,000 people that have downloaded, logged in, and signed up for the app. 
So download the NARC app, N-A-R-C, stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Download that. There's a lot of resources. If you don't know what narcissism is, if this is your first time hearing about it, download that. Look under Narcissism Defined. and goes through the nine points that make up narcissistic personality disorder. You need to have five in order to be diagnosed. But like, go through those. Look through that. Just help build awareness. Last thing real quick, I'm going to jump in is like, if you know anybody that's dealing with some type of issues in their relationship of like, maybe it's narcissistic, maybe it's toxic, maybe and you don't, you're not really sure. You're just like, there's something I see there that's different. Would you share this with somebody? Just send this to somebody of like, wait a second, like someone might be going through this and you might be the chance to be able to help them get that freedom so that they're not duped for the rest of their life. So please help people understand that narcissism is real. Abuse is real. Reactive abuse is real. Narcissistic abuse is real. All of that is real. And we need to bring awareness so that people can understand and protect themselves and continue to move forward to heal, grow, change, and develop. If you've been with a narcissist, there's an aspect of that healing journey that gets really frustrating. It starts to piss you off, right? Of like, I can't believe that this happened. I can't believe that I was duped. I can't believe that they actually pulled this off. I can't believe that the whole relationship was a lie. And that, that frustration and upset like boils up more and more and more. And oftentimes it gets turned back on yourself of like, why didn't I see that? Like, I should have seen that red flag. I can see it now. Like, why the heck was I so dumb for missing that? I feel like an idiot. Like, I am ridiculous for not knowing this, 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 this. And a lot of times that, that self-talk will start coming back at you and start degrading you and pushing you down. Well, you need to understand, like, in getting with a narcissi- narcissistic relationship, in getting into that relationship, there's a couple things that happen early on that are made to be able to trap you so that you don't see what's actually happening. One of the ones that I've talked about, we've done several videos on YouTube, is the idea of being groomed. A narcissist grooms their victims. They prep them. They get them ready to be able to step into the next person's place. They get them ready to be able to fulfill a service for the narcissist. When you think of it this way, a narcissist wants to groom you to be a slave. They want to groom you to serve. That's the goal of like, I want to make you to be the person that I think you should be for me because I deserve it because that ego is so big because that entitlement is so huge. Like I know that you're here to serve me. So let's make sure you do it the right way. This is why a lot of times you'll find narcissists that will go after younger partners. A lot of times the reason that they'll go to younger partners is because they're more moldable. This person doesn't have as much life experience. They don't know what they're dealing with yet. And as a result, the narcissist is like, let me take this person and mold them and fashion them to be the perfect person for me. The problem is when they start meeting those attributes of where the narcissist thinks, hey, they'd be perfect, they have to change the goals. And they have to keep moving or they have to move on to the next person. You see, typically when we're talking about grooming, there's also an aspect of the narcissist bringing in their mask. Bringing in a mask that's going to be able to confuse you and manipulate you and make you think that you're falling in love with the perfect version of yourself or the perfect version of the person that you want them to be. This is why early on they want to get as much information from you so that they can model and make the mask that they're building. The problem is the mask is typically bits and pieces from all the other relationships and is brought together to be able to make it seem like the most amazing, the most perfect relationship that latches people on with the intermittent reinforcement, with the hope, with the potential, with the cognitive distance that puts you in a trauma bond, and you're like, I can't get out. This actually is the best thing. That's because a lot of times in grooming, they'll tell you that I've never been in love like this before. Like, you are the one. Like, no one has ever compared. Or maybe we have so much in common. Maybe they touch on music or movies or politics that later down the road, you're like, wait, like you didn't even like that stuff or your beliefs are completely opposite to mine. Then I thought 
because they build that mask to be able to get you. A lot of times you'll see narcissists that will groom you by understanding and learning your vulnerabilities. And in their mind, they understand, hey, that vulnerability is a weakness that I can end up exploiting. Or your vulnerability is you're, you, were, you were abused as a child and they're like, oh, I was abused as a child. And then you start realizing like, hey, like if they were abused that way, I know what I'm missing. Let me fill that for them. And they'll groom you to keep coming back for more and to keep trying to fix them. Narcissists groom in multiple different ways. If you want more information about that, check out the YouTube video I have about narcissists groom their victims. Narcissists also bait and test people. A lot of times you see this early on in the relationship and even throughout the relationship, but early on, it'll have like those small like snide remarks or maybe they'll ghost you and like vanish for a period of time. Maybe the tone will ramp up. Maybe like the topics that you discuss are something that are just like a little off of like a little too much, maybe passing your boundaries. Maybe there's arguments that pop up. And a lot of times when these different things happen, especially in the baiting aspect, it's like, let me say something and see how you're going to respond. If you don't respond negative, then I'm like, great. That means I can keep doing that. That means you allow it. And if I bait you and you get frustrated and you're like, whoa, like you shouldn't be talking to me that way. Oh, I'm just kidding. Like, like, sorry. And they'll, they'll play it off. of you overreacting of just joking, all these different types of things to bait you to see what you're going to put up with. Sometimes they'll be testing you to see what you'll put up with in any regards. Maybe to see how much abuse you'll put up with. Maybe to see what sexual ventures you'll put up with. Maybe to see what threesome you'll get involved in. Because they want to push all the boundaries that you have to try to see what they can do and what they can get from you. Narcissists will groom you to serve. A narcissist will bait you and test you. And a narcissist will isolate you from your friends and family. A lot of times when narcissists isolate, they don't just come out and say, no, you can't spend time with anybody. It's a lot more subtle than that. That's why it's hard to see. That's why it's those rose-colored glasses that you can't see it happen because sometimes it's the victim mindset of like, what, you're not going to spend time with me? Like, I thought you loved me. Like, you're spending so much time with your family? Like, I thought we were going to spend time together. Uh, like, like, oh, we are going to do this? Oh, well, I had plans to do this. Or, you know, all different types of things that will kind of mesh together. Sometimes it's where the narcissist wants to spend 24-7 with you and you feel like you're almost like trapped, like you can't get away. And at first it feels great because you're like, wow, we do everything together. And then you realize over a period of time, that's not always healthy. But they'll isolate you from your friends and family. The reason why they isolate you is because they don't want people in your life that can actually breathe truth into what's happening, that can see how toxic this person is being. They can see through some of the BS that they're putting out there. So a lot of times the narcissist will end up dividing and conquering. Then to putting small divisions in between you and your friends or you and your family. And a lot of times that's through like backhanded talk of like the relationship is here and they're talking about the relationship to a friend or they're talking about something to the family and kind of like, like putting like small things of like, oh, like, you know, there's just, there's just something off and trying to slowly degrade and devalue you around all the people around you. So whenever that discard or that smear campaign comes up, it's already laid out. The groundwork is already done. So one of the things you need to realize is to wake up and see the rose-colored glasses start to come off. You wake up and see the truth of what's actually happening. The thing is the narcissist gives you rose-colored glasses when you start off in the relationship. When you start walking with them, you start seeing what looks like a carnival ahead with lots of flags, with lots of like great, great shining lights and everything that's going on. And when you finally take off the rose-colored glasses, you're amazed to see that where you've been walking is not just a bunch of crazy carnival flags, it's just a bunch of red flags. 
And when people feel like this over a period of time, they get really frustrated and they get really mad, rightfully so, of like, I don't get it. Like, I was duped. And they start putting in that negative self-talk. That's what I mentioned earlier. What I want you to think is a lot of times people look back on the relationship, especially after they've gotten out of it, and they could be like, how was I so stupid for staying in the relationship? And when they start thinking that, and when they start wondering, what I want you to do is take a pause and give yourself a little break, and I want you to think of something. When you were four years old, you didn't know how to do algebra. Now, you might not still know how to do algebra, but the illustration is that when you were four years old, you didn't know how to do math. You know, when you're three years old, you didn't know how to do, you know, advanced math. When you're looking back on your four-year-old self, you don't look back and you don't look be like, hey, I was so stupid because I didn't know that. I was so dumb. I was, I was an idiot for not seeing this. Like, why, why was I so dumb with this? You don't because you didn't have the education. You didn't have the knowledge. You didn't have the awareness of what was actually going on, of what meant this, of what meant this, of two plus two equals four, like whatever it might be. But you don't look at the past and say like, wow, I was really stupid because I didn't know that because you didn't have that information to start off with. And a lot of times in narcissistic relationships, especially when you get out and you start feeling crazy and you start reminiscing and, you're, and all this type of stuff, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I was such an idiot for not seeing the red flags. And the thing you have to remember is you cannot judge the past based on knowledge you have in the present. Because otherwise, you'll beat yourself up for something you didn't know. And it's not fair to yourself to be able to beat that up. When you think about it too, when you start having that negative self-talk, what I want you to think of is, is you look at it like, I'm so dumb because I missed that red flag. I'm so stupid because I didn't realize that they were doing this. I'm an idiot for doing this. Take out the actions and realize you're just calling yourself dumb, stupid, and idiot. No one's going to thrive or grow from that type of environment or that type of mentality. So you have to reframe your mindset. You have to rewire the story that's actually happening. Base it in truth and understand, hey, regardless of what I did, I didn't, like, I couldn't have changed it. I didn't know at that point. Now I do. Now I know where I am. And now I can work on that healing, growth, and change. Now I encourage you to do that daily.